and then I've just like ridden up this climb with yeah at, at the front of a of a duro stage and I was just like mind blown and then we still had another week of racing left mm. and were you nervous that it was going to run out that feeling yeah I was shit my pants at the yeah. wheels are going to fall off for sure yeah. but then I yeah like I said in the first Volta I did I knew like it's coming the week. third week that I come together so yeah I was like oh I mean it could go either way but I'm feeling bloody good so let's yeah. just go with it and and then yeah we had like these these hard stages I think I was like fifth or something on GC going into that last week and then and then yeah we had some epic days and then we had that like Stelvio day where like Rowan just you know ripped everyone's legs off and yeah and then I ended up winning the stage and it was just like massive that was like my first pro win Well, that was the episode I did with Jai Hindley a couple of weeks ago. If you haven't heard that episode, I highly recommend you go back and listen to that one because it is a classic. He's a classic guy, a great guy. And that's a great episode to hear his full story. And especially as we're in the Giro right now, it's Giro fever. Welcome to the podcast. This is Talking Luft. And yes, I do have Jai Hindley for you. This podcast is being brought to you by... Rafa, our proud partners. And speaking about Giro, let's speak about it. The EF switch out kit, it's here. I wait for it every year. I love what Rafa do with this. It's almost the best thing that EF have a pink jersey because they're clashing with the Migla Rosa. So that means, which is the leader's jersey in the Giro, if you didn't know what that is, that means they must change their kit for the Giro. An amazing opportunity to get another kit in the season. You know how much I love kit. And this year, what Rafa have done, it's pretty interesting. They've done a switch out, which is using up to 70% of recycled Rafa kit to make up that jersey. It's a cool idea. They've got all this old fabric lying around. They're like, what are we going to do with this? Let's make this crazy kit. Check it out. You'll see it in the Peloton. If you haven't seen it, get across to the Rafa website because they're also doing an excess collection as well. The same sort of feel, but that kit is being made out of 100% recycled material that Rafa have got left over. It's a really cool collection. It's pretty mixed match. You either like it or you don't. Of course, I love it because I love bright looking kit. That's my style. Well, now speaking about the Giro, well, the Tour de France, well, Grand Tours in general, one thing I love to take with me on the road when I was racing was my Athletic Greens AG1 travel packs. Because when you're on these Grand Tours, especially the Giro, there's so much time spent traveling to the race, doing the stage, of course. By the time you get back to the hotel, it's just all about refueling simple carbohydrates, getting it in, getting ready for the next day. And actually, the greens sort of get pushed to the wayside. You don't want to be filling up on salads, as they say. That's why I loved having AG1 with me when I was racing a Grand Tour. It was easy to have. First thing in the morning or when I got into the hotel after the stage, I'd make sure I was getting all my vitamins, my minerals, just to top up that good overall health. As a pro, it was all about performance, the elite stuff. And even though I was using athletic greens when I was racing, I feel like actually now, when time is just that a little bit more precious, it's my go-to. I'm not eating that well anymore. I'm just fueling myself, maybe not for performance, but just to you know get through a day. So I need to make sure I'm topping up on the other end as well. 
It's an all-in-one pack full of vitamins and minerals. It's got superfood complexes, probiotics, plant extracts, antioxidants, enzyme and mushroom complexes. It's all there. It's the perfect way to start the day for me. If a comprehensive solution is what you need from your supplement routine, the Athletic Greens is giving you a one free year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. So go across to Athletic Greens slash Life in the Peloton. That's Athletic Greens slash Life in the Peloton and get yourself some. Guys, there's not much more to really say about this. This is Talking Luft. This is Jai Hindley. Sit back and enjoy. Jai Hindley, here we go, mate. This is Talking Luft. I'm going to try and uh, catch you out here a little bit, but we want to learn a little bit more about you. You're a bit of a guy who understands cycling style. Um, You've been on the Girondo, the infamous Girondo. Not everyone gets invited to that, but you were there and you had good style. So I've been wanting to get you on Talking Luft, mate. Welcome to the episode. Good to chat to you again. Oh, mate, good to be here and uh, thanks for having me. Let's start. So the way this works is there's a few topics, style and clothing, there's bike knowledge, there's culture about you, a few little topics, there's rituals as well. So let's just run through some questions. You ready? Yeah. All right. Style and clothing. First off, how do you wear your cap? Your casket, your capolino, your mini cycling cap. What's your style? Do you wear it forwards? you wear it backwards? you wear it swimming cap style, pulled all the way down? And I've recently seen in the mountain bike scene, they do the ear tuck. Never seen that before. Ooh. Not a fan. But yeah. um, what's your style? Mm, I mean, I don't. I actually feel like I don't have a great head for a casket, though. Like, why is it too big or too small? Ah, uh, I don't know. Just like the shape of my head, I think it's not great. So I rarely wear one, but when I do, normally cap front down, facing down, and maybe like as much lift as I can get. But like I said, I don't have the head for it. You know what I mean? Like some guys have a really good head can get quite a lot of lift like whenever i see you wearing it i reckon you've got a perfect head for it you can do it you can you could rest it on top you, you can it's, go full like but injury and style just really perch it on top yeah it, it really comes down to genetics i think you know some guys just meant to, <laughs> meant to wear it and some guys not well let's think about back in the day then if you could have raced back in the day no helmets what would your style have been would you have done capolino would you have done snag helmet i can imagine actually you doing headband with the hair sort of slick back uh, i don't know what would your style have been i rate i rate like the no helmet with the sunnies just hair yeah, just, just flowing hair, in the wind mate 100 like mercs back in the day you know just something to slick back like hair <laughs> flying in the wind like it just looked good <laughs> For sure, <laughs> for sure, I wouldn't like to race out still with no helmet, but you look good, so that's the main thing. It was a different time. They raced way safer then. Everyone was taking care of each other. They all knew they didn't have helmets, so everyone was just like, hey, hey, let's just take it easy in these corners. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, you just couldn't, you couldn't get away with it now. I mean, geez, also when I watched, uh, what was it even like the early 90s, they were doing bunch sprints with no helmets on, like full noise mm. bunch sprints, like, man, that shit is scary as... <laughs> You know what but I mean? they were taking care of each other. That's the thing. That's the thing, Jai. I think oh. they were all just taking care of each other. But, were they? I don't know. There was this real famous crash from like Abdu Japarov. I can't remember what country mm. it's from. Like Eastern European, I think. He had That's like policeman. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if he was wearing a helmet or maybe he had a sausage helmet on. But like, mate, if he had the snag helmet on, he would have been completely safe. Those things were bulletproof. 
I do like this. I do. I'm actually looking for a sausage helmet. So if anyone's listening to this and has a nice uh, <laughs> retro like 90s sausage helmet, hit me up. All right. Let's move to the modern times. How's your style now? Do you wear arm warmers over or under your sleeves? Under the sleeves, leg warmers over the socks, under the shorts though. Under the shorts. Okay, nice. What about what do you do when you pull those arm warmers down? Are you tucking them back under once the rain and the, the cold comes back in or are you pulling them back over the top? Nah, mate. When the arm warmers come off, I'm committed. They ain't going back on. That's it. Oh, so they go down and off. You don't even leave them down anymore. Nah, straight off. Like, I ate that. You know, like the, the crumpled up look. Down, down. I love the crumpled. I, I, I was a massive crumpled. Okay, okay. That is not it for me. Like, when they, when it's too hot and races on, like, they're off, like, and then you're committed. What happened to the crumpled? Who, who's, like, I've noticed crumpled's gone. I don't, I don't know. I don't know who's crumbling anymore, mate. There's no, <laughs> the, race, the racing's too fast for crumbling. What are you doing with the arm warmers? Are they just flying in the wind or are you pocketing them? Back pocket or to it. All right. You're right. <laughs> yeah. The arm warmer guy, he's got to just hang on to arm warmers for the rest of the day. Yeah. And and, it, right. and it's got to be, for leg warmers, it's got to be like cold to brace in leg warmers for me. I'll always go like the hot cream, like on the butt mm-hmm. before the start. But if you see me racing in leg warmers, like, mate, it's got to be freezing. And like you said, socks underneath. Very good point. Uh, there was another question I was going to ask you. What about glasses over under the helmet strap? Over the helmet strap, no questions asked. Question. If someone is putting them under, that is not correct. (laughs) All right, race suit or Nixon jersey? Normally race suit. Normally race suit, yeah. But I do like the classic Nixon jersey. What are you doing with all those Nixon jerseys you get? Or are they just actually evening it out now when you get the kit bag? You're actually getting one for one or you're actually getting more race suits than Nixon jerseys? No, you always get more Nixon jerseys. Because you never trade in your you never trade in your suit, and you trade more than you race normally. I'll always normally I'll always go with suit in a in a mm. stage race, yeah. And it's just good in a, in a ground. So actually, it's really nice because you, then you only have to hang up one thing after it's been washed. It's all about that efficiency, mm. mate. Saving energy, you know. You're saving energy time. on the bike and off the bike with the suit. <laughs> oh, God. God, how things have changed. Suit and tie, I get it. You're going to work, let's just go. Walk down Collins Street, let's do it. All right. If and when you win the World Championships, what's your style going to be? Is it going to be full chippo? Are you going to don the full chippo look? White nicks, white bike, arm warmers with the stripes on it, headband with the stripes, helmet, glasses, everything? Or are you going to go like a bit more like Philippe style or, you know, Evan Pole traditional? Even, you know, like you said, Merck's traditional, Black Nick's, only the stripes on the jersey. Controversial take, but I'm a big fan of both. You can't sit on the fence. If you're world champ, you can do what you want. Like that. Yeah, well, tell me, what, what are you yeah. going to do? Uh, no, it's both. It's both. I mean, in the winter, you go Black Nick's <laughs> traditional, and in the summer, you go like full white. I think the full yeah, eye looks okay. pretty dope. Also with like Chippo back in the day with the white nick. Like I think only some guys can really pull it off. You gotta be tanned as well, but it looks good. If you're white, like real pasty, no chance with the white shorts, I think. All right, a couple of questions now. Name the rider who most famously wore this style. Cut cap. It's a it's a visor hat. It's been a casket, little casket cut around the top and he raced in it. Did Vandenbroek have that? No. Mate, Taffy, Taffy, how could you miss that? I had a teammate, I'm not going to say his name, but he, he did something I've never seen before. He cut the brim off and just had like the, the main part, like the actual like 
the head part of the cap, but no no bonnet. I was like, yeah, no brim. Mate, that shit was criminal. I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> he skull, skull capped it for warmth, was it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's like, just cop the cold head. All right, bandana. Who wore a bandana? Pantani. Iconic. Well done, mate. No gloves. Who raced no gloves? No gloves, no warm gloves, no gloves mate, ever. There's only one guy that comes to mind, that's Mr. Heinrich Hausler. Well done. Oh, well done. You're coming back strong. All right. Who had the best mullet in the peloton, aside from me, back in the day? Yeah, there was the Dutch guy. What was he called? Th- uh, Van or Than. Uh... He's French. He was world champion. I dressed up as him on the last Toronto. Rode on Castorama, rode on Fessina. Oh, Fignon. Lauren Brouchard. Good guess, though. Well, I mean, Fignon, yeah, Fignon wasn't like the mullet, was he? All right, last one. Who had the best luft that you can remember? I actually quite like Big Mick in Durain. He looked good. Well done. Mate. He looked good on yeah, the line, man. That, you did well. You navigated your way through that very well. You lost a, a taffy, but you came home strong. I was impressed. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. All right, let's move on to food. Rice or pasta? Uh, I eat eat a lot of both, but probably I eat one when I get sick of the other. Yeah, I go rice. I go rice. You're in the morning. You're heading for a race. Are you one of those guys that do like a normal breakfast or do you do like a pre-race breakfast where you pretty much eat dinner and breakfast? You have like rice and omelette mixed in and all that sort of stuff. We just go, you know what? Screw that. I'm just actually going to eat breakfast because it's morning time. I'm going to have cereal. I'm going to eat like a normal person. I go like the more traditional brekkie, like one big hit. I'm also like a sweet guy, so I prefer to have like sweet stuff, you know what I mean? Like I'll have pancakes and like, you know, just toast with jam and stuff like that. Pancakes are always good, but probably my OG like go-to brekkie would be, you know, two bits of bread, an omelette, uh, maybe some avo plucked on there with the omelette on the yeah. bread, and then you've got like big bowl of either porridge or rice pudding or like the big mountain days man i love that shit hey you miss the stuff in australia just straight from the can remember yeah, that nice yeah what was the what was the bread it was like white wings or something in the blue thing <laughs> i used to have it religiously um what's your favorite race food when you walk into the bus you walk down the back of the bus and you're like oh yeah we've got it nice one you look back at the swanee they've got you that nice race food you you love it you know it's an oreo rice cake is it a special you know, tart from an area. What's that one bit of rice food we like? You guys nailed it today. Man, to be honest, I never really got around the rice cakes. Like, I yeah. never really ate them. Yeah, if they're there, I never eat them, actually, which is a bit of a shame. Yeah, pretty Nothing. Boring, eh? Yeah, really. I, oh, yeah. God. No, nah, I know. That's pretty grim. But, yeah, if there's, like, a good protein bar, I don't mind, like, snacking on that before the start or something. <laughs> yeah, man, that's real good, isn't it? It's Depressoville there in the old, old Bora bus. Jeez, I thought you were going to say, like, a nice look. I, I, there were some things that I loved back there that I knew that I had to pocket for that time when the break went. And I was like, oh, yes, I've actually pocketed this nice tart and if the break didn't go, unfortunately, I never got to eat that tart because it was not practical in the race, like when the pace Yeah. No, I've, only if the break went. But, mate, I mean, I've had some of those tarts. This is when you're on uh, Jaco, yeah? These mm. are like the Basque tarts. Giro 2019, I was actually asking, I think I was getting the feedback off Jewel Jensen. I was asking for his feedback. I was grabbing mine grabbing a bottle and then ditching the full thing and then asking going up to one of the Jayco boys and asking for their feedback so I could get their food because they had these uh bath tarts yeah they were solid for sure I wouldn't say there's anything that I like yeah had this like really doing it for me you know what I mean on the bike for race food 
Are you a coffee shop guy or not? Are you when you go out riding? What do you do? You just like train through, or you just like to like to park it up? What's happening? Uh, if I'm solo, which is mainly when I go training, it's solo. So like, I don't park up normally unless I'm cooked, and then I'll just like park up on a servo floor, real humble. But if uh, if I'm out with guys, then yeah, it's good to go get a brew somewhere in Oz, like. Mate, you know what it's like, eh? Like the brew selection is crazy good. In Europe, I mean, not so much, but uh, still with some really good coffees around. At a race, always take a bit of a brew setup. Every, like, strong and all so even the kettle. But yeah, I'm pretty big into coffee, man. What's your coffee routine then? Are you like, you know, start the day with a bit of milk once you get to 12, you know, Italian style moving to the sort of the blacks and, you know, espresso out the rest of the day or you like to start filter american salt run me through your brew routine at a race i only drink like black coffee filter yeah yeah filter in the morning at a race is real good if i'm at home and it's like a bit more like casual laid back then i always like you know make a strong flat white strong flatty Ooh. yeah drop into the italian soul and then you sort of move into you know once you get to 12 you know yeah, get rid of that milk start, start pour it down the yeah. sink Start hitting the espressos, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, you know what it's like. I mean, I, I know some people that would kill me if I told them I was drinking uh, coffee with milk <laughs> after twelve. Right, you just. Uh, that's why I ask this question. I like to hear the routine, and I like to shame them if they do it. Let's hear about the cheat meal. You know, I know you like to get on the lockdown. Obviously, you have to. You're a climber. You're a GC man, so you've got to be all about the weight. You know, like me, I'll sort of doing the cheat meals. You know, every second, third day. But you only get a cheat meal once. You know, once a year, once in a blue moon. Mm. What is that cheat meal? Once you allow yourself to let the hair down, you go. You know what? Bugger it. I'm having it. Today is the day. I've done five hours. I've done six hours. I've done seven hours. I'm having a cheat meal. What is it? I just love like a good like filthy burger. Like you just and you just cannot be today. Like no, I don't know anyone that doesn't like a burger. Everyone loves it. I don't eat so much meat, but like just like like filthy patty, filthy cheese. You know what I mean? Just like real good American style like burger obviously you got to have some chips with that on the side maybe like a cold one as well burger washed down by beer or something like dripping you want that burger dripping in your yeah. fingers yeah. yeah it's got to be like a five napkin job you know what i mean all right perfect i love it let's move on to rituals a little yeah. bit about you what do you like crosswinds or mountains mountains nah crosses it <laughs> training or racing uh racing best and worst roommate. Oh, don't want to throw anyone under the bus, though. Yeah, go for it. Durbo loves doing it. He loves throwing people straight under the bus. Oh, give us the, give us the best then. Mate, I've and had a why. I've had a lot of good roomies, but I would probably say Lenny Camber. You and me back in the day, back in Canberra, maybe. That's a blast of the past. No, I would probably say <laughs> Lenny Camber. I was rooming with him at the Juro last year, and he was really good. We just get each other, man. And like it was just super two in the room. Like, yeah, we we're talking a lot, but not like specifically about the race. You know, we we're just talking a lot about a lot, just a lot of shit in general. You know, just a lot of banter. Real, real casual guy. So like that was real nice, especially in a grand tour. You know, it's like high stress every day, and totally, especially in the last week, you're just on the limit. So if you got someone that you just you just understand each other then that's the best worst guy well maybe you don't have to say a name what makes a worse teammate mm. no, i'm sorry roommate not teammate roommate what makes the worst you you sort of describe the best what makes the worst okay guys are just are considerate 
You know what I mean? Guys mm. who are just like, oh, I'll do it this way, then I'll do it like that. And they don't give a shit what mm. you're doing, you know? Guys who are like, I don't know, messy. Lights out. Uh, I'm going to sleep now, yeah? yeah Lights exactly, It's like 8 exactly. o'clock. You're like, dude, we just got back from dinner. Exactly. Jesus, give like, me like half an hour. Lights out. When they want lights out. No conversation. No, like, questions or anything. It's just like, no. Nah. It's, uh, you know, 10.45, 11, mm. bam, shut it down. Super loud or super messy. Messy in the bathroom. Mm. You know what I mean? There's like a lot. There's a lot that can go wrong been pretty lucky with my roommates i've had like quite a lot i would say i've had more good than bad really mm. and yeah for me it's also not a big one like if they're not like you know hammering nails or something in the morning it's sort of like doesn't matter for me all right let's let's talk about bus or car you know you get in the bus after a hard day the ds walks up all right who's going in the cars come on you guys gotta get back quicker joy i'm looking at you yeah. mate yeah. I need you to get back there, get a, get a massage, mate. You're like, oh, mate, I'm not quite ready yet. I haven't had a shower. What are you doing? Are you that guy who goes, yep, yeah, I'm up for the car, get me in it, or are you a bus man? I'm a bus man through and through, but last year, the duo, I was going in the car more than I would want, you know what I mean? Because, like, they were <laughs> Or like, maybe it was good then. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, these are the things. Like, they were like, <laughs> it's an hour and a half in the car. Like, the bus isn't, you know, the last guy isn't even in the bus yet. You're going in the car or the car's ready if you want to go in it and you're like, oh, yeah, there. Then you're in the car and you know what, like, cycling staff are like, you know what I mean? Like, road rules just don't apply to them. So you're doing, like, <laughs> double speed limit everywhere. They're on the phone messaging, you know, people back home or other people in the race and you're just in the back seat, like, praying for your life, bit casted, trying to slam some <laughs> pasta or rice, like. Yeah, just recovering, just kicking back here recovering loving life exactly man. exactly i would say 100 i love just sitting in the bus after a hard day and just like listening to some music chill it out but unfortunately you don't always get that you know what my advice is to you you gotta ride slower exactly. you know i always got the bus you know if you're the last guy in you only get the bus it's yeah. a great it's a great way to do it mate unfortunately you're too good you're too far forward yeah all right, let's talk a little bit of bike knowledge here. I want to try and trip you up here. Oh, okay. I'm going to say the bike brand. Mm. You got to tell me what is the make. And for an extra point, you could say what year that bike is most famous for. I'll All start right. with that. You don't have to get that. C40. Colnago. Uh, yeah. Most famous for? Mapo. Well done, mate. Well done. 1996 was most famous for, really. Foil. Got Mmm. I mean, you could say too, like HTC or Jayco, Green Edge. Yeah, good call. Hey, you, you, you're doing well so far. Super 6 Evo. Calendar. Yeah, I mean, nice. Team Calendar for me. EF. Yeah, EF. Yeah. Current day. Yep. Prince. Pinarello. Valverde. Hey. 2005. <laughs> Spanish Stamp, I reckon. Izalco. Focus. Milram. Oh, well done. Yeah. Didn't think you were going to get that. Oh, mate, for sure. What else you got? All right, 110. Think back, Stewie O'Grady. Look. No. Keep going backwards. Coffinus? Yeah. Um, Keep going back. French. Time trial. It's a time trial rig. Gan. It's a Lotus. Boardman. Team Gan. Oh, man. It's a hard one. Madone. Track. Contador. KG381. Look. Time, I don't know. Cofidus 2-3. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Aspero. Did I line up? Oh, my gosh. How good are you? All right, you, you're not going to get this one. This is the last one. Yeah. P1. 
Carpenter. Mm. I'm gonna think Gero. And think of a shop that you can go to right now. Big sporting store. Oh, Decathlon. Well done, Decathlon. Well done, mate. Yeah. 2004, 82. 82, oh, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. That's <laughs> All right, a couple of topics left. Let's do it. Culture, favorite rider of all time. Hard one, really hard. I would have to say McEwen. For me, oh, nice. For me, like when I was young, like watching the tour back in the day when he was like winning tour stages, that was super sick. And I think it was like O two maybe or was either O two, O three or O four when he had like the Oz Champ jersey. Maybe O two. That was it. Favorite rider right now. Not really the best rider, just your favorite rider. You know, there's a lot of guys when they have a result, I'm like genuinely happy for them, you know, even if they're another thing. A lot of like the young What about Aussie. the guy you just like the style, you know? You're like, oh, I really rate that guy. Probably style on the bike now, I'd say Van Ball. Pretty good. Looks mm. really good on the bike. Really rock solid. Chris Hamilton, always smiling on the bike. Doesn't Man, matter how much cool. doesn't matter how much he's said, it always looks like he's smiling. I love it. <laughs> That's a good call. I like it. There we go. We got there. Best <laughs> moment in a race. That moment where you go, it could be right at the start, you know, the neutral zone. Yeah, <laughs> it's probably not the neutral zone, I can imagine. Could be kilometer one. Could be that moment when the brake finally goes. You get that chance to relax. Could be rolling in kilometers ago you're like finally i've made it the red flag what is the moment in the race where you go i actually don't mind this bit probably the moment when you're really like in the fight for a win when you're like yeah for me that, that's one of the best feeling ever when you're in the race and you're like shit i could actually win today you're just racing on instinct actually that for me is like one of the best feelings worst moment in a race that bit where you're just like, I just hate this. I knew the neutral zone. I hate these neutral zones. Why isn't anyone just relaxing? It's seriously, why isn't the brake going? I hate it. Let them go. I don't care. What is the worst moment in the in the race for you? Probably when the race is no longer, like, when it's no longer possible to get a result and when you're just riding in. Pretty much like 98% of the times I rolled into the oh, So, yep. God. I can remember staring at <laughs> All right. Let's talk about it. Favorite kit of all time and team you know like that one outfit and team just like i love the roster i love the kit everything about that team i just loved it favorite kit of all time lappy player oh right but nice man, yeah you know with the mondrian mondrian design like that was yep. really cool mondane design yeah it was awesome i love that kit yeah, yeah. the look design or more or less yeah, yeah yeah i saw who was it Delco Marseille, they had a one-year in Roubaix. That was pretty cool. That was awesome. Yeah, they brought it back. I also really liked the Carrera one, you know, with the jeans. Yeah. And, and the pocket. I love exactly. they actually put the pocket on there. It's so good. Those old kits, man, they just had that, like, flair, you know. Everyone now is just worried about, like, looking professional. And, it's you know, it's, like, really missing, actually, like that. That, like, real, like, flair of, like, the 80s and 90s. I have to say, like, EF do it really well. You know, like always yeah. for the Giro, they have a really thick kit. I remember Giro 2020 when they had the, was it Palace or like Mulancho? Mm. Yeah, so, Palace, yeah. Yeah, that was like, that was thick. And then the year after, mm. they had a real nice one too, I remember. Favorite team though, that's also tricky. I mean, HTC in the Twilight days was pretty sick. Mm. They had a fight. They had a real good roster. They also had like heaps of national chance, which I thought was real cool. 
Uh, the lead out train was amazing. Yeah, yeah. That, the women's team as well was also really good. That's true. Yeah, they were awesome, that team. Yeah, yeah. Tutenberg was in there as well. She was killing it. Yeah, yeah. That, that adult team. Yeah, I mean, mm. Cab was also just like in sprints left, right, and center. Probably like for no, not because of the riders, but just when I was younger, I used to love the Credit Agricole team. Mm. Just a kit. That kit was probably also one of my oh. favorite kits. I think Stuart O'Grady was there as well those years. Tor Hushoff as well. They had like pretty, they had a pretty sick team actually. I think Jens Boy was there as well. But hey, that, good, good squad. Yeah. JD was there. Yeah. That kit for me is pretty underrated. Like it was like a bit, mm. you know, hated or love it like with the green, but I liked it. I'm more on the hate side, but well, I like it. I respect <laughs> it. I like it. Our last one cobbles or gravel? Uh, to race gravel <laughs> to watch cobbles. All right, last topic about you. Headphones or no headphones? What's going on when you're out riding? Headphones, but I've been told off. So one headphone on the right side. What's playing in the headphones? You got like I, you got podcasts, you got music, you got Life in the Pearls on pumping in there, just re-listening episodes over and over. Got to be music, mate. Got to have music. <laughs> Everything too. Like all music genres. We're talking like rock, rap soul jazz disco heavy metal techno house like you name it i've got it in there nice everything when you're in the hotel room you're reading books or you're watching netflix when i was younger i used to watch quite a bit of netflix but now just i'm either on the phone talking to people or uh talking with your roommate or i have like a kindle i take that it's pretty good actually Hmm. just before you go to bed like read the kindle puts you to sleep like super nice bws Beer, wine, or spirits? What's your poison of choice? Why not all three? No, I, uh, you can't. You got to choose one. I didn't really used to drink much beer or like it that much, but it just like grows and doesn't it. I think you get to a certain age and then you're just like, oh, I wouldn't mind a beer. I thought you might have been a vino man. Yeah, I do like red wine too. Uh, it's a tough one, man. I'd probably say red wine. Yeah, gin and tonics also good, but yeah, red wine. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Just you coming all bases. CCC, cake, cheese, or chocolate. Chocolate or chocolate cake? Why not? Chocolate. All right. Yeah. Big one. bar of chocolate. I someone got around this question. They said cheese chocolate cake. Also, not bad. Hitting all three on that. Yeah. yeah. It's like oh, I was like, screw you. You got around the question. So I thought maybe you were going to come up with that, but you went pretty good chocolate cake. But you forgot the cheese chocolate cake. Favorite cross training exercise? Do you do anything else than ride a bike? I actually like riding in the off season. The problem is just getting into it and then like maintaining it. Do you run? Do you rock climb? Do you do push-ups in the morning, every morning when you get up, sit-ups? Nah, nah. Like a bit of um, core strength and stuff after the ride. Probably hiking and running. Probably hiking. I actually really like hiking. Like just going for a nice Up to San Miguel and back. Yeah. Hit up San Miguel every day. Yeah, yeah. Real nice. War story. The one day, you've got that day. I know you've probably got it. Look, typically I say the Giro produces good war stories, but probably not for you. Other races, I don't know, classics it could be. That one day we just like, that was just such a day. Mm. Tell me what that day is. Let me know about it. War uh, story. Maybe when you're a Neo Pro, maybe probably not for you. I don't know. No, that one I've, day. I've had some good ones. I've probably always had the Giro. I always had like, I've had some of my worst days. The Giro for the first time in 2019, I was like, man, I was almost like Dina this one day. Uh, I had mad stomach cramps or pain. I don't know. I couldn't like breathe properly. And it was this epic mountain day. I was actually dropped before Ackerman and Demar. 
oh, I just couldn't breathe. I just couldn't breathe properly. And we had like a 4,000 meter day. And in the end, it like didn't get better, but I could sort of like manage it a bit better. But really at the start, I was like dying. Were you freaking out? Oh yeah, for sure. I was like, man, I'm not going to finish. I'm not going to finish. Like this is epic. Like I was jumped 15K in on an uncategorized climb before the Mar and Ackerman. I was shit. No disrespect to them. <laughs> no, no. Like they they were climbing like really well. No, you know what I mean? I'm not, I'm not, They're actually uh, off the front. Yeah, not, yeah, like, not like that. But they were like the first guys getting dropped like yeah. with their lead out guys most days and i was i was in the cars already so that day it was so how'd you get how'd you get back to them yeah like i said then then i was just stuffing like a pig for the whole day like really not even looking where i was going just looking down at the wheel in front like all day just groveling and i made it through and then it got a bit better throughout the race and then it was all good that and probably 2021 20, Giro, when I had this saddle sore thing, I basically couldn't. This saddle sore was so bad. Like, I could talk about this for a long time, but I'll just go through it real <laughs> quick. I had this, like, saddle sore was massive. I couldn't, like, sit on the bus seat properly, let alone my saddle. Like, I was sat on the bus seat like this. Like, really. Laying down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I couldn't, like, walk properly. And actually, the last two days I did, I shouldn't have done. And the last two days were also one day was 215K, and then the next day was 200K. So it was like long days. The 215K day was really shit. Like before the start, I asked the mechanics to put my seat down like a few centimeters. Then I was in the cars, like already basically out of neutral because I couldn't sit properly couldn't pedal properly if it was like tennis ball it was horrible dude like really really grim when you squeeze the pus out I, it wasn't it wasn't like a pimple it was like squeezable it was just like solid it was like super solid and like really sensitive to touch like <laughs> i'm sorry for everybody who loves listening to this podcast like for an innocent time but this is just horrible and what, uh, what did you do afterwards did you get a scalpel out in the end i had to have a month off the bike completely uh, i so, so I did this stage. It was okay. like two, it was over 200k. I had to do the majority of it out the seat, so my back was in pieces. And then I made it to the finish. I was thinking, like, what the hell am I doing? The next day, again, asked the mechanics to drop the seat. It was just like out the seat all the way to side in, all the way back out the seat the whole time in neutral. But then the problem was it was 200k flat, and luckily it was like an easy day. But really, like the last. 20k the pain was like insane i did the last 20k out the seat on a flat day and then i crossed the line my back was done my knees were done i was like yeah yeah went home basically and then a few days later i was like yeah i was just sat on the couch like basically icing my balls for four days and then one night it popped oh oh man it was horrible and then (laughs) (laughs) did it make a noise like a bang like a balloon popping no, but it was just, I'm not going to go into detail, but it was messy. It was criminal. It was wet. And yeah. It was true everywhere. Exactly. And then uh, then I went to the hospital at like, I don't know, quarter past seven, 7.30. I was in the, on a hospital bed with my legs up and this doc, like this surgeon comes in. You know, you can imagine this guy at 7.30. Just like finished his morning coffee or whatever, rolls into the room on their legs up and he's just like, oh. Like, Jesus, you know? <laughs> and then he made like a cut and they drained it. And then I was on antibiotics for a long time. And what actually caused it? Was it an ingrown hair or what? I don't know, but it was infected for sure. 
hundred percent. I don't know how it started, but obviously, probably one of the, it was actually like one of the worst injuries I've had. I would say so crazy. Yeah. You just don't even expect it to. So yeah, it was just like the glamorous, the glamorous times of being a bike rider, right? All right. Well, last thing. This is a good question. After that, the last question is, mate, why? Do you ride a bike? What is the best thing about riding a bike? Why the hell do you still do it after a story like that? Mm. After all the training you do, after all the hard moments, why the hell do you still ride a bike? What's the best thing about riding a bike? I just love it, man. It's like, I don't know. I've been doing it for so long. It's just like an integral part of my life. If I didn't ride a bike, I'd probably explode, actually. You know, <laughs> like, uh, I, re- I really just have, it's like my biggest passion. I love racing a bike. I love training. I love everything about it. I love the history. I love the culture. The people associated with it, really, everything. It's like, it's something that, like, I've worked so hard at for years and years, but it's also, like, given me so much back in return over the years. Uh, for me, it is just, like, a beautiful sport, but also it's more than a sport. It's really, like, a lifestyle. I just love it, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, just, just the feeling of riding a bike is, like, I don't know, like, the feeling of, like, freedom feeling of like being a kid again you know being super yeah. young and then yeah when you race when you pin a number on it's like like i told you when you're in the fight for a, for a win the best feeling in the world you know like i live for that feeling yeah when you win even better man crazy shit right that's awesome it's been great to have you on talking look mate i love speaking to you always uh, thanks joy appreciate it man thanks for having me eh? cheers So great to have Talking Wolf back. I really do love doing those episodes and I know you guys love listening to them. It just feels like it's a more relaxed vibe. Look, don't get me wrong. I love doing the big episodes as well, but there's something about Talking Luft. I don't know what it is. It's just fun. Everyone seems to relax and, you know, it's just easy, easy listening. I've got to say a massive thanks to our partner, Rafa, Will Jones, behind the scenes, who's putting these episodes together for you. Of course, Meg. But of course, you guys for listening as well. I love your feedback. So don't forget to send me some feedback as well. I hope you've been enjoying the Giro d'Italia. And until next week, guys, take it easy. Cheers. The music in this episode was composed by Pete Shelley. Cheers, mate.